Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Welcome back, guys. Brian Jackson of the 4th Down Experience Podcast, along with Chris Hughesby. Uh, we're going to go inside the dome today. We're, we're gonna, we have an arena kicker on uh, from the Albany Empire up in the Northeast. Uh, welcome to the show, Adrian Trevino. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Thank you guys for having me on 4th Down Experience. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining us. Excited to have you on. Excited to be on. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> nice. So we just saw Adrian actually... Uh, about a month ago or so, um, training with John Kearney out on the West Coast. It was great to reunite with you, man. Uh, you're looking, you're looking really good, Adrian. Thank you, man. I mean, it was awesome to reunite with you guys. You know, get to know a few of your guys's um, kickers and um, coaches. And you guys brought a great group out there with us and um, Carl's bet. So let's talk about the current season here. So I believe you had, you're on a new team. Uh, what's the season going like for you right now, and and uh, you know how's the squad looking? Well, the squad's looking great. I mean, we have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and Tommy Grady, and uh, one of the best receiving corps in the league. Um, we also have a really good offensive line and a really strong defense. So, as far as the team standpoint, um, we have high expectations this year. Um, but as far as the season's going this year, it's going great. You know, we've got a great group of teammates. Um, the camaraderie was there. Literally from day one, when I got out here, it felt like I've been on the team for a few years. So um, for the two and a half weeks I've been here, it's been amazing. Nice. All right, so last year you were with the Soul, Philadelphia Soul, and this year you're with uh, Coach Keith. Uh, he's the head coach of the Empire. He was uh, a coach of mine in the past, too. And So kind of talk about that. Talk about how that transpired on going from the Soul to the Empire. Well, Coach Keith actually um, did a really good job in recruiting me. You know, this year with the Arena Football League and the new CBA, um, we're year-to-year as far as our contracts go. So every year, the coaches have to re-recruit even former players that were on the team the season prior. So he did a really good job of just, you know, making me feel wanted and, you know, gave me an opportunity here in Albany. And he actually gave me... Uh, my first opportunity in the Arena League in 2013 with the Utah Blaze. So there's some familiarity there between us, and I believe that's the first time you and I met, right, Jackson? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was worked out about five of us, so it's actually a really good you know, group of five that they had there if you actually look at it. You know, we had Tommy Freever, um, who else was there? Lexi yeah, Giorgio. Giorgio Tavecchio, exactly. Um, <laughs> Blake Bella. And I'm sure I'm missing someone else, but yeah, it was a great group of guys. Yeah, so Chris, we uh, we kicked in. Was it Utah's indoor? Yep, Utah's I indoor. That's exactly right. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. That's when I was wondering. I was uh, trying to remember exactly when we met. And I told Chris I knew that you had been playing arena ball for at least four or five years, so a little more than that now. So, so I mean, so all right, Utah. You've pretty much been in the AFL, so what are all the teams you've played for in your career so far? 
Um, Utah Blades, 2013, and then 2014, I sat out a year because of an injury, and I actually played like six, the last six games in the IFL, the 2014 season with the Green Bay Blizzard. Nice. And then uh, 2015, I came back to the Arena League with the Cleveland Gladiators, and I was actually there two seasons from 15 to 16. Um, year 17 through 18, I went to Philadelphia, and this year I'm with Albany Empire. So were you there when when LeBron was playing with Cleveland? Yes, I was actually. Um, we were there. Quicken Loans. I was also there when they won the championship, and we were able to. We added our own parade float, so it was pretty cool <laughs> being able to go through the city of Cleveland and what was it? I want to say three million people. It was just a sea full of people. It was awesome. Nice. That's wild. So you know you're talking about you saying this season, kind of two and a half weeks in. High expectation, things are good. How about this in your career so far? What has been some of your favorite seasons or memories of your career so far in arena? My favorite season so far was 2017 with Philadelphia Soul. Um, we went on and won the Arena Bowl, and that was actually my first football championship um, that I got to experience. So that would always forever be memorable. And I was also kicker of the year that year for the Arena League. So nice. Um, that's definitely a season. Nice. Uh, I won't forget, and looking to, you know, do that this year again, here in Albany. Nice. And, you know, I know this, but um, even possibly for Chris and all the viewers, Adrian, you know, since you're, you're currently playing and you know, hopefully going to be playing for a long time, whether it's arena or, or NFL, obviously you know that's the goal, but let the, let the listeners know um, what the ideal, you know, the, a good extra point percentage is throughout the season and, and field goal percentage and even kickoffs in the, in the AFL. Talk about that. Um, well, you know, it's I don't think anyone's ever been perfect in the Arena League. Um, I believe Kenny Spencer holds that percentage record as far as PAT at 96 point, point something. But um, so it's hard to get a perfect PAT percentage and field goal percentage in this league. I mean, we have, we kick in nine foot wide uprights. So, um, I would say as far as percentage-wise in PATs, you definitely want to be above 85%, um, especially with guys like Mark Lewis kicking in this league still and kicking at a high percentage. Um, so anywhere 85 and above, when you're in the 90s, um, that's a really good season. Um, nothing to be ashamed of when you're that high in the arena league. And as far as field goals, I believe anything above 50 60% um, field goal rate, obviously we all want to be 100%, but... You know, with circumstances in Arena League, nine foot wide goalposts and fifteen foot high crossbar, um, you know, those are pretty good percentages for a year. And and we don't get to kick a lot of field goals. So, <laughs> All right. I believe I had eight attempts the last two years, so not very many attempts. Yeah, and talk about kickoffs, Adrian. Like you know, because uh, we have the IFL, the the AAL, the NAL, and, and the AFL is the, the top dog Arena League. Uh, talk about kickoffs in the AFL. Yeah, so the AFL, I mean, differentiates from other leagues because we have the rebound nets. Um, we have the left net, the right net, and then the middle where we make our field goals is actually called the slack net. Um, for us as kickers in the arena league, we're aiming down the middle uh, in the slack net, hoping to hit iron so we could gain another possession um, on the kickoff team. And it's actually just like a turnover as if a... Uh, defensive back gets an interception. So I know the NAL, they have a really cool concept of getting deuces, and when you 
get a kickoff through the uprights, you get two points, which is awesome. Um, I wish the Arena League would do that, but um, so that's the difference. IFL um, played there a few years, and I know they like to get those squib kicks in and also high kicks to the back of the wall. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if it goes out of bounds, I think they get the ball at the 20-yard line. So it's actually a penalty in the IFL. Right. If uh, you kick it out of the, you know, out of the field. But, yeah, the Arena League, we're aiming for that for that post and trying to gain a possession. You know, it leads to more points for us. So, um, yeah, there's actually touchbacks as well. Uh, those are always nice because then the team gets the ball at the five-yard line. Uh, helps our defense out a lot, especially with all that with so much little space in the Arena League. Let me ask you this, Adrian. Uh, I don't know if the rules changed. I don't think it has. Um, but one time in my career, I had kicked an onside kick, and one of our guys recovered it and ran for a touchdown. It was one of the probably the most like remarkable moments I've ever had. Um, can they still? Can you guys still advance an onside kick recovery? Of course, it's one of the most fun plays to watch in arena football. You know, we actually we actually call that a kick six. So. Nice, I like that. <laughs> we still do that. So just to clarify, because I'm not, I'm kind of newer to the arena thing. I try to, I follow it as a fan. So a kick six, does it matter if the ball touches the kick return team or not? You could just, you could just grab it and go, regardless if it touches the the return team. That's correct. So as long as the ball goes ten yards, uh, you're able to advance the ball and run it in for a touchdown if you have the opportunity. Um, I do know that. On all special teams, the wall, any any part of the wall, the back wall, the side walls, the ball hits are dead. So you definitely want to be careful not to get the ball too close on whatever type of onside kick you're trying to do. Um, but yeah, if you get that ball past 10 yards, uh, whether it hits them or not, um, it's a live football and you can run it for a kick six. All right, I got another one for clarification because of just being a fan of the game. You mentioned that it, if the ball hits an iron... It's a turnover. So kind of explain that concept, like wh- which part is the iron and what happens in the turnover, like who takes over and on, on what yard line? So the iron is the yellow part of the of the goalpost, um, sort of say, and it, it's what holds the nets together. So any so, part of the upright is considered the iron hit? Yes, any part, and then also the, the rectangular part of the net. Um, is surrounded by the iron. That's what holds the net together. So on a kickoff, uh, we call it basically a two-for-one uh, score. Uh, we go down, we score. Hit, I go down, hit the PAT, come back. When I hit a kickoff, if it hits the iron, you, there's no telling where the ball's going to bounce. So when you have guys flying down full speed in a 50-yard field, you know um, we could just recover it. Wherever we recover it, wherever we're tackled, uh, that's the spot of the the ball to the kickoff team. So it's basically another possession. And um, there's been games where we've been down, like last year, for instance, we're down 30 points in the playoff game. And it was aggregate score. So going into the following week, we had to win by 31 to advance to the arena bowl. So I had a bar ball. We recovered it. And we scored. So instead of being down 30, we're down 23. And then we kicked the non-side. We recovered it, went down, scored, and then we came back, hit another onside, and we ended up losing by 13 instead of 30 with a minute left. So, helped us out a lot. So, it's a lot of 
lot of wild things that can happen, happen on a kickoff, and you're never out of it when you're playing arena football. Well, that's great. Yeah, so, Chris, you know, you, you can still hit the iron, and the, and the return man or one of the opponents, if they recover it in their own end zone, it's essentially a touchback, and they get the ball. It's like five, I believe. Yeah, yeah so, so that's true. So if it bounces yeah. off the crossbar, let's say, and, and it, somebody catches it in the field of play past the end zone line, then you can still return then it? That's, then that's the line of scrimmage. If, if, so if their team recovers it on the three, then it may start their first down play on the three. If, if, if Adrian's team recovers it on the three, then they're going in on offense on the three. Nice. So you got to get down there quick yeah. to try to get that little fumble or yeah, the, like the bounce back. The, or, the, the one video that Adrian put on his Instagram or Facebook recently or something, you these guys are different now, like, and they they're recruiting kickers at the arena leagues at that they want guys that will run downfield to cover. And when you watch Adrian, I don't know, I don't know when you posted it, Adrian, but um, you see him kick, and then as soon as he finishes hurdle, he's like sprinting down the field, you know. And uh, that's that's kind of like the expectation now is is they they don't want kickers kind of hanging back and chilling. They want to have the extra extra cover man for tackling purposes and and uh, and also to recover it. And knowing Adrian, he probably wants to recover his own ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're always the fun ones. You know that, Brian. <laughs> well, I I never – I was so close, Adrian, but um, just, just out of curiosity, have you ever had a chance to recover your own ball on a kickoff? Uh, I did, actually. Mine hit the crossbar um, in, I believe, 2015 with the Cleveland Gladiators. Um, hit the crossbar – came back to me and i recovered it around the 15 yard line going in wow <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's the only one i've had recovered in my career where i've hit the crossbar and actually recovered it um but like i said you just never know where that ball how that ball is gonna bounce and that thing came out hot as soon as it hit the iron it hit the carpet and just straight up bounced my way through a gap and i mean my eyes got so wide <laughs> i didn't know what to do i just I had to secure the ball and just get down as fast as possible so I don't get, you know, blown up. <laughs> so, Adrian, going through the arena leagues, things like that, do you have any kickers you look up to or ask advice to uh, about the arena leagues? Of course, and that's my man, Mark Lewis. Um, I've always looked up to him. Before I started the arena league, and I knew who he was, um, and guys like Nick Pertwee as well, Carlos Martinez, um, Fabrizio. I remember those uh, guys. Yeah, those are all guys of, like, sort of say, like, the newer arena era. Um, but guys like Clay Rush and kickers from, we want to kick, we call it the golden age when the arena league was at its highest point. Um, I look up to those guys, but for now, I, I, I speak to Mark, and, you know, um, he's giving me advice coming in as a rookie, and, you know, it's, it's, we, we played each other a whole bunch throughout our careers, so always great talking to him catching up with them and just even watching him how he approaches the game and um how he keeps his body healthy so i mean i believe he's what 38 39 correct me if i'm wrong um he's 40 he's 40 oh wow yeah i try to give him a couple i try to make him look younger you know but he's still killing me he's doing great and you know i love watching him play i love playing against them and you know anytime we're playing against the mark lewis teams uh we really go for special teams because he has every single onside kick you can ever imagine. And he somehow just, his team always seems to recover. And so he's got, you know, he's, uh, he's got, he's got that onside juice 
And, uh, you know, yeah, he's one guy I definitely look up to. Both of them kind of have the same answer to me of him and Vinatieri when I'd ask them similar questions. When I was, was with, when I was with Vinatieri for 30 minutes a few years ago, I'd ask him when he was going to hang the cleats up. You know, I figured he had that question a bunch, and he just was like, until I can stop kicking 57 to 60-yard field goals, you know, I'm going to keep on kicking until I can't anymore, you know. And then uh, Mark, kind of the same thing. He's just like, as long as I can keep hitting net, make my pass, I, I don't plan on ending anytime soon. Talk about that, Adrian. Like, talk about the importance of hitting net uh, in the AFL on kickoffs. Well, it's very important. I mean, that's what coaches look for. If um, you're not hitting the net on a consistent basis on a 58-yard field, um, then they're going to probably look elsewhere. You know, they don't they don't see it as a difficult thing to do in their eyes, but they're not kickers. Um, but I've noticed, uh, you know, a bunch of guys have came and gone simply because of kickoffs, and it's, it's very important. The coaches, coaches want hang time, and, you know, they want distance. Because if you hit that net, it takes about – a second, a second and a half for it to drop down. So it really helps the coverage team. And on a you know short field, if you're kicking it short, the return team has a lot more room to work with and getting it closer to the end zone. So when you're consistently hitting the net, you know your chances of getting the opponent down inside the fives are really high. So you know, this this league definitely played off percentages, and um, coaches look for that. So I say it's very important. Right, and so. Chris, they're, they're eight-yard end zones, so, you know, kickers' approaches are, are a little bit shorter on the kickoff approach, um, especially if they're used to, like, a 10- or 9-yard approach in depth. You know, they're around around seven, anywhere from four to seven yards, depending on the kicker. So even though it seems like it's only 58 yards and it's indoors, it's harder because you have to – you have a shorter stance so that there's, like, a little bit of, uh, you know – assumption that it's really easy um but so i did the calculations and, and i think you need to hit it around 62 63 yards at the bottom bar um so i mean adrian for you what what are some some kicking technique points or things that you think about on your kickoff to ensure that that you get it far enough and high enough well i really focus on my tempo um i try not coming into the ball too fast then i'll usually miss hit the ball and uh you know, a little high and get a squib kick or miss hit a little too far to the left or, you know, and pull it. Um, but I just focus on my tempo and make sure I have a good stride to the ball and, you know, make solid contact. And then once I make solid contact, I just make sure I follow through my target line, my swing path, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, pretty much try to keep my head down and not um, bring it up as, you know, as quick as I used to. I definitely tried working on that, and yeah, that's basically what I tried focusing on and trying to get the ball right down the middle through the slack net, with hoping it hits the iron. So I'm curious, you know, you're you're, you're playing arena football. You know, we we all met you uh, a little bit back when we were in San Diego. How you know how did you get into arena football? You know, I th- you know it seems like a lot of kickers obviously they aspire for the NFL, and then maybe the arena at least gets them through by staying in game shape and, and training and, and that type of thing. How did you get into arena? So I was a 50-year senior in college, and my eligibility was all done. Um, and, but I had to finish school because I transferred from a junior college in California, and then I got a scholarship at Missouri Valley College in Marshall, Missouri. 
And when I transferred over, um, all my credits didn't transfer over because state regulations and whatnot. So I was actually behind when I started school. But so my fifth year, I didn't have anything to do. And uh, a bunch of my teammates who were in the same situation as myself were actually playing for an indoor, semi-pro indoor football team in uh, Sedalia, Missouri. And they were looking for a kicker. They're like, we just, we just need someone to come kick, come do it. And, you know, you get 50 bucks a week. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And they're like, just come out. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go try it out. I have nothing better else to do, you know. So I go try it out. And uh, I actually had a really good season. I kicked uh, in one game. I had a 46, a 56, and a 60-yarder. And I was actually perfect that game on PATs. And um, right after that game, uh coach from the Nebraska Danger came up to me and gave me his business card and he told me to give him a call the next day. They're actually in the indoor football league. So I did just that, called them, um, went up to Grand Island, Nebraska and finished the last four games of the season there for them. And uh, after that, I just, you know, I, I fell in love with the game and I wanted to continue to play. So I did. And one, like, one opportunity led to another with the Green Bay Blizzard and then had a great year there, and after that, that's where I met Brian and the other guys in 2013 with the Utah Blades, and after that, it just, it just took off. Yes, sir. Um, hey, Adrian, where'd you go to college at again? Uh, my junior college was, was Merced Junior College, and then my four-year university was uh, Missouri Valley College. All right, perfect. Um, so, a couple things here, and then, then Chris can ask, your, uh, ask the token question that we always ask every specialist on the podcast. Uh, you know, field goals wise, you know, if, if you're talking to a sophomore in high school right now, maybe just kind of run through the importance of repetitions and, and what you're doing in, in the weight room and, and, and nutrition, things of that sort. What would you talk to if you had two minutes to talk to a 16 year old night right now? What would you say? So as far as repetitions, you know, you want to maximize your repetitions uh, to your full potential. You don't want to overdo it as well. I, I like to look at it as a pitch count. Um, you want to go into practice knowing how many kicks you're going to get in that day. And just make sure every single kick is your best kick um, to your best of your ability. And just really focus on your technique, um, your tempo. That's really important. Um, as far as nutrition, you know, just make sure you what you put in your body is what you're going to get out of it. And uh, I try eating as healthy as possible. Um, you know, I'll have my little, you know, some people call it their cheat meals or whatnot here and there. But for the most part, I'm always eating vegetables, um, eating my fruits to get my energy and my nutrition, uh, my vitamins. And also, I, I use a few supplements, you know, to help me recover. Sort of like protein and amino acids and BCAAs. Um, and most importantly, make sure you hydrate. You want to definitely um, drink a lot of water, especially as a specialist. You know, we, our muscles are important to us, and, you know, use, uh, giving our body water uh, is going to definitely help help with recovery, help with your joints, and most importantly, hydration. And um, also, make sure you just get good sleep at night. You want to get seven to eight hours um, of sleep being an athlete. And the sleep's important because, you know, it helps your mind. You're not tired the next day. And 
Um, it gives you clarity as far as, you know, your focus. And I'm really big on my sleep. I have to get my sleep. So <laughs> I feel like if I get good sleep, that, that practice is going to be good. I'm going to have energy. I'm going to want to work hard. And, you know, that's the approach I take every day. And also, I stretch every night. You know, I want to be flexible. Um, me kicking just with my right foot all the time. I want to make sure all my, all my muscles are uh, functioning properly the way they want to fire and the way they want to, you know, extend through my kick or whatnot. Um, so I really emphasize my stretching a lot. That's, that's valuable, valuable advice for the guys. And uh, one last thing here. So Chris and I are both young parents. Uh, we, we know you have a, a cute little boy. What's it been like having, um, having your son kind of at the games and, and whatnot? It's the greatest thing in the world. I mean, just knowing my son's out there watching me. Um, he's two and a half years old, so I know he doesn't fully understand. But it's funny because uh, I didn't really teach him how to kick a football. And just by watching me, he he makes me hold the football for him. And he scoots back, and he won't kick the ball unless I say hike. Nice. <laughs> right, it's pretty funny, but... It's awesome having him at the games. He loves running around on the field. Um, and then plus there's other kids running around with footballs and stuff. So he loves interacting with them. And that's the best It's the best thing in the world. And you know, I see Brian and Corbin do their trick shots and all that. So <laughs> I kind of try to do little trick shots here and there just to, you know, get them going. But, you know, watching, you. Watching, watching you do that with Corbin is awesome. And, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what I like to have with my son. So, yeah, it's great. I agree, man. It's uh, it's fun when your kids get to that interactive age. A year and a half ago, I came out of retirement to play in one of the local semi-pro games. Um, they were doing a showcase at U.S. Bank Stadium where the Vikings play. And that was probably the first time my kids ever saw me play because I hadn't played for at least eight or nine years. And the one team I played on one time, the Sabercats, my son still says it's his favorite team. So it's just like those random little things kind of just stick with them, you know, so that was cool. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So all right. So Adrian here. Uh, this question we ask everybody and every interview. So we're gonna tailor it to to you here. So over your career now as an arena kicker, what are your five favorite arena stadiums you've ever played in? Five favorite arena stadiums. Um, my first favorite would be uh, the Q. Um, I think they're gonna rename it the Rocket Mortgage Arena now, but it was there in Cleveland. Uh, great fan base. The arena was really nice. Um, locker rooms were awesome. And, um, I mean, it was the Cavaliers facility, so they had an extra court back in the in the locker rooms. And we'd get on, they had, like, trampolines and these, like, safe pads we put on and do all kinds of crazy dunks. So that was pretty fun. But the arena itself, they had the Jumbotron and, you know, they had the fire coming out from the side. So that was pretty cool. Um, let's see, my second best arena Ooh, that's a tough one probably Pittsburgh um, with the what were they the Pittsburgh um, power oh man they're, they're, yeah the Pittsburgh power they're black and yellow yeah. yep Pittsburgh power that was a really nice arena that'd be my second favorite it's where the wow. Penguins actually play um, they had a really nice arena as well Orlando Orlando had a really nice arena that'd be my third favorite um, they had a great yeah. fan base um, I like how everybody came out with the Predator um, mask and it was just wild it was, they, they called it the jungle and it was exactly that um, mm-hmm. just the atmosphere was great um, now the fourth best probably here in Albany I like great fan base um, 
very nice arena. They just renovated it right before the arena team started last year, and it looks awesome. We actually we're, we practice at the arena most of the time, so it's great for me um, to get my practice in on the field. And then my fifth would probably be Philadelphia. You know, same thing, great fan base, rowdy crowd. Um, you know, and they're actually going to be doing renovations this year coming up and it's going to look awesome. They're getting like a retractable jumbotron and all this stuff. But um, yeah, it was cool. That would be my top five. Nice. That's, That's cool. Great. I like hearing that. What's what I've, what I think is amazing just about arena is the variety of arena stadium styles. Cause some of these are NBA stadiums and some are hockey arenas and some are just anything, you know, um, Five years ago, I think Brian knew this, uh, there was a guy in Minnesota who was trying to start an arena league in Minnesota. So, uh, you know, he was kind of exploring locations, and we had this really small sort of hockey rink kind of place. But I got to go out there and pretend like I was an arena kicker just to test the uprights, and it was it was a cool experience. But uh, it's just kind of interesting to see, hear and see the different types of arenas you can play in. Yeah, Minneapolis should get a team, Chris. I will say this, uh, there was one time I heard that that uh, the owners of the Timberwolves said that they would have an arena team and they would sponsor like half the buy-in fee to have a team. I don't know if that's still on the table, but I had heard that five or six years ago. Because yeah. that, that arena is dope. It's and really nice. There's a ton of people up there that would probably kill it. I mean, you, you only to be a successful arena business, you, you just need to get it in around anywhere from seven to ten thousand which i know it's it's easier said than done but yeah the, the ones that have been successful financially have been the ones that i don't know adrian you know the ones that are above that seven threshold it seems like i don't know yeah those seem to be the most successful the ones that draw fans and i know the league's starting to push towards that direction um figuring out what market is best for the arena league and they did a great job in selecting albany um but like i've never been to a place where we're treated like celebrities out here it's awesome and i've gotten so much positive feedback um just being out here with the guys and we go out downtown just to go have some food or dinner and you know people know who we are so um it's great out here they love their arena football out here and i just feel like uh the arena league is looking for markets just like albany so they could uh, get this league going where in the direction that it should be at uh, nice. Well, hopefully it expands in Minnesota. I, you know, we got a good supportive fan base, you know, in general, and I think it, man, the the Timberwolves Arena would be phenomenal to watch an arena game. It's just, it's really nice and recently renovated, actually. So, cross my fingers, yeah, I guess. Arena to go. That'd be a perfect arena to play play in. Yeah, I mean, that's what the league's looking for as well: NBA or hockey arenas. Um, so. It'd be interesting to be out there in uh, Minneapolis, and you know, it's it's arena football, so the fans don't have to worry about the weather while watching our game. <laughs> yep, exactly. Awesome. Right, Adrian, thanks so much for being on, man. You've you've been a pleasure to talk to, you, of course, as, as usual, and we wish you the best the rest of the season, man. I appreciate it, and thank you guys for having me on. Um, and I really like to share uh, the knowledge that I have as far as the kicking game to the younger guys and pass it on so I can hopefully, you know, inspire one of these young kids to um, go out and be the best kicker or punter um, possible. Yeah. Yeah, if you're in the Albany area and the Northeast region, 
I'm going to get some training in. Just just find Adrian Trevino on Instagram, and and he'll he'll do some. I know he's training some guys in that area now, so to hit him up. Appreciate yeah, it. Anytime, guys. Anytime you guys have any questions or anything, you know, I'm always available. So just uh, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook, and I'll be more than happy to help. Awesome. All right, Adrian. Thanks for being on, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. All right, later. All right, later, man. Oh man, Adrian, super good guy, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, great kicker, great guy. Uh, I love these types of interviews with the arena guys, just because, just as a fan of the game, supporter of football, uh, always fun to learn new things about the arena league and just what it's like and the differentiate the different things that they offer and do. Oh yeah, it's it's exciting. He's he's uh, he's one of the newer newer age kickers in the last four or five years. It's really um, proved himself and like you said, he's already gotten kicker of the year and won an arena championship. So um, he he could he could have a, a really solid career. He's already off to a good start. So that was, that was exciting talking with Adrian. He's a good dude. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for listening to this week's podcast interview. Uh, Brian and I, uh, we're available to help you guys out. Message us on Instagram or Twitter. We offer virtual lessons if you can't meet us in person. And if you support what we what we do, uh, if you'd like to be a Patreon and supporter, we do have an opportunity to, to support the podcast. Uh, the link will be in the bio. And thank you guys for your continued support. Thanks, y'all. Later. Welcome to the Fort Down Experience Podcast. We are an international podcast devoted to discussing special teams topics and interviewing some of the biggest special teams names in the NFL and beyond. Established in 2017, we have enjoyed giving back to the special teams community by discussing current events, offering free tips, and interviewing and sharing the journey of professional specialists and coaches in the football world. We offer a free podcast to you all done in our own time. It is our goal and hope that you become a better specialist because of or find enjoyment in our content. If our program is benefiting you and you're looking for a way to support what we do, please consider becoming a patron and support us. Thank you, and we hope to continue helping you and bring you something enjoyable to listen to. 4DE Nation. Hey, what's up, 4DE Nation? This podcast has been brought to you by NKR, the National Kicking Rankings Platform. It's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction. You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, but this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps. That's NKR underscore camps or on Instagram at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out nationalkickingrankings.com.
Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.